How can the Denver Broncos make the playoffs and potentially win the AFC West? We'll have you covered here on today's brand new installment. Good morning, Broncos. Good morning, Broncos country. Welcome into a freshly brewed installment of GMB here on Mile High Sports YouTube page. Mile High Sports is every team, every day we have you covered with Broncos coverage here on GMB. You get Denver Nuggets coverage with Ryan Blackburn, host of the Pickaxe and Roll podcast. Plus, we have you covered with up-to-date stuff pertaining to the CU Buffs. Whatever's going on in Colorado sports, Mile High Sports is the place to be on top of that. Make sure you check out milehighsports.com every single day for written content, columns, breaking news, up-to-the-minute information, and more. That is a place where you're going to get all the up-to-date information right at the palm of your fingertips. We also have an app that you can download in the Android or the Apple Store as well. Mile High Sports, make sure you check it out so you can get involved here. But the Broncos are one game back from being in the lead for the AFC West with the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, if you would have said this seven weeks ago, Denver would be in this position. I think we both would have said, I don't think that's going to be a realistic scenario here for the 2023 NFL season. But Denver has won six of their last seven games. They're in prime position to make some noise here going forward. And right now, the AFC playoff picture is very interesting. You have Baltimore, Miami is the top two teams right now in the NFL with their records. Kansas City sitting at third right now inside there with an eight and five record. Their six and two conference record certainly helps them. But Denver's only one game back from them and from the division lead. So things are very, very interesting here. Jacksonville suffering a loss over the weekend. They're at eight and five. They sit at the four seed. And then there's a couple teams behind them within that division. You look at the Colts, you look at the Texans, they're kind of knocking on the door. They're trying to get that top spot. And obviously, uh, you know, for Jacksonville losing to the Cleveland Browns, who the Broncos have a tiebreaker over, Cleveland sits at the fifth seed right now with an eight and five record. And then behind them, you have the Pittsburgh Steelers at seven and six, still without Kenny Pickett. They're, in my opinion, they're going to continue to drop down the ladder a little bit. The Colts are also another team who I expect to drop down the ladder, which means that Denver sitting at seven and six right now in the nine seed has a very, very good opportunity to jump up into the wild card. And look, if Kansas City somehow slips over the weekend against the New England Patriots and Foxborough, Denver with a win on Saturday against the Detroit Lions, they could jump up to that number one spot. So they could jump up to the third seed potentially or the fourth seed depending on how some other things shake out. I mean, we look at tiebreakers, the Broncos, they have the tiebreaker over the Cleveland Browns. They have the tiebreaker over the Buffalo Bills, who are similar record right behind them. And then they also have the tiebreaker over Cincinnati based on overall conference record right now in terms of where they're at. Denver's in firm control here with just four games left on the season, one of them being an NFC game. So even if Denver were to lose to the Detroit Lions, it doesn't eliminate them from the playoff conversation because they still have three AFC games remaining, two of them being AFC West games, and anything at this point is certainly possible. So now you're asking me the question, okay, hey, the Broncos, four games left on the season. What does their schedule look like? Detroit Lions on the road here this upcoming weekend. Then you have the Christmas Eve game against the New England Patriots, a tough defense that's obviously coming to town. They'll be playing the Kansas City Chiefs here. Now, the Patriots are in a very, very interesting spot because they're eliminated. They really have nothing to play for, so they could play spoils to the Chiefs and to the Broncos in the next two weeks if they really wanted to. So it kind of gives you some interesting dynamics to look at as we talk about the playoffs here. And then Denver obviously will play the Los Angeles Chargers, who more than likely will be without Justin Herbert potentially for the rest of the season. He's going to undergo surgery. They'll see what the timeline is, but 
essentially with them kind of being out of the playoffs, not officially eliminated, but the chances of them making it very, very drastically low. Maybe at this point, the Chargers make the wise decision, shut him down after he gets the surgery. No point to rushing back from that. I mean, we saw what happened when Russell Wilson a few years ago in Seattle rushed back from the mallet finger injury that he had there on his middle finger. And we saw how that affected him. So when you ma imagine the right index finger for Justin Herbert being able to grip that football and rip it with velocity, it's not going to be there. More than likely, his season's done. And then they close out the season, Denver does, on the road against the Raiders, who they haven't beaten in quite some time. That's one streak they need to snap. But the Raiders are very interesting as well, coming off of a performance where they, I mean, I don't even know how to describe it. They lost 3-0 at home to the Minnesota Vikings, which that was a game that was probably one of the ugliest games from a scoring standpoint that we've ever seen in NFL history, or at least in recent memory there. So Denver has a great opportunity, I think, to win three of these next four games. And I think that's really where they're at. Three wins would put them at about 10 and seven at this point. So I think they have, they might have room to lose two games. I think at minimum, you only have room to lose one, which ideally you don't want the team to lose any games for that matter. But with four games left, Denver's going to have to go on another concerted effort here. They're going to have to focus and really dial things in and get some things consistent on offense. Defense has been playing good, obviously. And then special teams has been very good for them so far this season. So let's take a look here. What does the Kansas City Chiefs schedule look like in their remaining games? Well, we said it this upcoming weekend, on the road at the New England Patriots, who are coming off of a win on Thursday Night Football last week against the Pittsburgh Steelers. And then they have the Las Vegas Raiders on Christmas Day. Then they play the Cincinnati Bengals at home on New Year's Eve. They've got, obviously, the no Joe Burrow, but you have Jake Browning and Cincinnati somehow is finding ways to win games still without Joe and then they close out their season finale on the road at the Los Angeles Chargers. So I think when you look at the, the Chiefs' schedule, doesn't really provide a lot of credence to say, okay, hey, there's a lot of optimism that they're going to lose one of these games. I think the one game that I feel like they could potentially drop could be the New England game. Despite New England's record, that defense down there under Bill Belichick is playing really damn good football right now. They're a big reason that obviously like they've had some moments to be in games. They've lost a lot of one score games. The reality is that new England's offense hasn't really been worth much. So that's been the issue there. Their defense is very, very capable and anything can happen in Foxborough. So that's going to be a very interesting test here for Patrick Mahomes and the chiefs, the Raiders, anytime they play them, it's different. I mean, with Aiden O'Connell, it's a little different. I think if Derek Carr was still their quarterback, I'd say, you know what? This might be a game where the, the Raiders have a chance. I don't think that they do in this circumstance and situation. The Bengals, wild card once again. We don't know what they'll look like here two weeks from now, three weeks from now when they do play. So ideally, when you look at the Chiefs' overall record, their home record is 4-3. and three. They're 4-2 and two on the road. They are inside the AFC. They have a good conference record at 6-2. and two. They're 2-3 two and three against NFC teams. Inside the division, they have a three and one record. Out of the division, five and four record. And then I think some other things we need to look at here. Okay, we'll start off with they're seven and three on Sundays. They're 0 for one on Mondays. And then they're one for one on Thursday night football. Really nothing meaningful when we talk about that in terms of the regard there. So Kansas City, ideally, they could win their you know final four games there. It's very likely. But in the same context for Denver, there's three games that I think are very winnable for Denver in their final four games. They could win four games. And so it's going to be very interesting to watch and monitor how things kind of play out here. But Denver being one game back of the AFC West, they're going to have to hope. Obviously, they're going to have to keep winning. They're going to have to hope Kansas City drops one or even two games at this juncture. And it really kind of makes what I'm about to say a frustrating pain point here. Denver took care of business 
last week against the Houston Texans, they'd be tied for the AFC lead right now with the Chiefs. If they didn't falter away a 21-3 to lead against the Washington Commanders in Week 2, Denver would be leading the AFC West right now. They didn't drop that week one game against the Raiders. Denver would be atop the AFC West right now. Just so many things that could have gone their way early on in the season. Unfortunately, the ball never bounced their way. They had a lot of stuff go against them, and they've been resilient, and they've fought back here. So Denver has a very, very good chance to be able to do that. I think when you also look at tiebreakers, you know, Denver's got a four and five conference record, but their strength of victory in terms of wins is at 51%. So that's a little bit better than what Kansas City has right now. Their strength of victory in terms of their wins has been 49%. So something to keep an eye on there in terms of where Denver's at. But with the way that Denver's defense is playing, they're going to face a tough test here this weekend against the Detroit Lions, who are coming off of a disappointing road loss to the Chicago Bears, who they, you know, the Bears just took it to them. And Detroit, they turned the ball over. They went for on fourth down several times and didn't convert. And it's one of those games where you watch on film, you're like, okay, hey, well, you know, Chicago did this to Detroit. Denver can certainly do this, and that's certainly possible. But the reality is, what does personnel look like? I look at the Detroit Lions with Amon Ross St. Brown. I mean, Josh Reynolds. They have, a, you know, Montgomery. They've got Jamison Williams. They've got Sam Laporta at the tight end position. They've got David Montgomery. They've got Jameer Gibbs. Jared Goff's been playing good football as of late, though he had two interceptions this past week. He's not as mobile, though, so if Denver can ramp up pressure on Jared Goff, you're going to put more pressure on him to throw into harm's way where Denver's defense has found a way to generate takeaways and takeaways and takeaways. It's going to be a road game here for Denver once again inside in a dome, which I think certainly does help them in terms of that nature, but this is a tough game for Denver here on Saturday, and I'm very curious to see what Broncos team we are going to see going forward, but we do have some housekeeping items for you. have some updates on Quinn Miners. Nick Benito, and what that may look like if he's set to miss some time here for the Broncos. We'll dive deep into all that here on today's installment of Good Morning Broncos. Real quick, Broncos country, let me tell you about our sponsor of today's episode of the show. It's our friends over there at Superbook Sports. We're on a trip to the biggest football game of the year, courtesy of Superbook Sports. Superbook will fly you and a friend to Las Vegas for February's championship game. They will also give you two tickets to the game, plus you'll get a three-night hotel stay courtesy of them. And all you have to do to be entered is place a $25 same-game parlay between now and January 7th. You do that, you're automatically entered to win. So wager and win a super trip to Las Vegas, courtesy of Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. What's up, guys? Kim Becker here with Mile High Sports. Make sure you guys are following us on social media so that you never miss a Mile High Sports daily. Monday through Friday morning, we'll post a video hosted by me catching you up on everything you need to know when it comes to sports right here in the Mile High State. TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, you name it, we're there and we've got you covered for everything Colorado sports. As we continue on today's installment of GMB, just a reminder, Broncos country, if you're watching this, you have yet to subscribe to Mile High Sports on the YouTube page. Please do us a favor. Hit that subscribe button down below so you never miss out on your favorite Colorado sports team updates and also some shows as we continue to grow things here at Mile High Sports, every team, every day. Some housekeeping notes. we got to catch up with Broncos head coach Sean Payton on Monday morning on his annual conference call that he always gives us every single week following a game that the Broncos play. Luckily, Denver's coming off of a 24-7 victory against the Los Angeles Chargers, but there were some housekeeping notes that he made note of here, especially an update on Broncos offensive guard Quinn Miners. Now, a very scary situation initially there in Sunday's game at halftime. Had an irregular heartbeat, was transported to a local hospital where he stayed overnight to undergo evaluation as a precautionary measure. So while the entire team flew back on Sunday night, 
minor state overnight to be monitored. He did make his way back to Denver on Monday. And things apparently, all, all reports suggest that he's okay. Things are good. We don't know if there's going to be any inclination yet as to whether or not his status for this week will be impacted. Is he able to return to practice on Wednesday? We got the schedule from Sean Payton. They'll practice Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and then they'll fly out Friday after practice. It'll be a little bit of a light walkthrough for them. And then they play on Saturday, 6, 6.15 Mountain Time on NFL Network, for those of you that are wondering what channel it will be on here. So some questions here for Denver, you know, especially if he's unable to go, what can you expect? Well, if, if Quinn Miners is in any way, shape, or form unable to go this week, it'll be Luke Wattenberg stepping in at the right guard position. He filled in and played the remaining snaps in Denver's win on Sunday against the Los Angeles Chargers. And, you know, look, not an ideal circumstance there, but a great opportunity to get a young guy that you drafted a little bit more of a chance to develop, get him some reps to see maybe how he responds but the hope is that Quinn Miners will be able to go here on Saturday against the uh, the Detroit Lions. But we'll continue to monitor that all throughout the week here as we prepare for you know Saturday's games. Can be a little interesting on Saturday, which means you get enjoy Sunday. You get enjoy Red Zone seven hours of commercial free football, which is always a great thing to be invested in. Uh, aside from that, the uh, the only other injury or thing that came out of Sunday's game was Broncos outside linebacker Nick Benito. Left the game in the first quarter with a knee injury, was carted off back to the locker room, did not return. Sean Payton didn't give us an update here. We're still awaiting to hear the results on the MRI, but I think you have to prepare for the possibility, okay, if, if he misses any time, which could be a possibility here, what does the Broncos outside linebacker rotation look like? Right now, you've got Baron Browning and Jonathan Cooper as your one, two guys that are starting there. In terms of the rotation, it was Nick Benito and rookie Drew Sanders getting the rotational reps there. Now, with Benito potentially being on the shelf, we don't know if he's going to miss any time or not as of the time that we're sitting down and talking about this. That means that Ronnie Perkins, more than likely, who is Benito's teammate at Oklahoma, who obviously played under Jamar Kane, who's Denver's pass rush specialist, will more than likely be the next guy up in line because he is on the active roster. There is Thomas Incombe, who's also on the active roster as well. And then there's Darrell Chami, who was signed to the practice squad last week. So Denver has some options here, but it's going to be an influx of Baron Browning, obviously Jonathan Cooper, Drew Sanders, and then more than likely Ronnie Perkins, who I thought early on in the season when he had to play, I thought he was playing pretty well here for the Denver Broncos. So we'll see how things kind of pan out here on the injury side of things going forward for this team. But that kind of wraps up the housekeeping notes that we got from Monday's conference call from Broncos head coach Sean Payton. As we mentioned, practice will begin on Wednesday. They'll go Thursday, Friday, fly on Friday night to Detroit play on Saturday night, and we'll have you covered, obviously, on Monday morning of next week with a post-game recap of GMB. With all that said, Broncos country, appreciate you so much for rocking with us. That's your latest Broncos update here, courtesy of Mile High Sports here on Good Morning Broncos. We'll see you next time.